Oh, we doing some squats to get ready? Not like coffee seems late, dude. Yeah. Blood pumping. I know it's dark. At the, it's the office, weird. I always do the air squats just to kind of like wake me back up if I'm sitting at my at my desk for a while. Just trying to kind of, you know, yeah, get the blood flowing exactly. It's like anytime you engage one of those major muscle groups, you know, because yeah. everything going like. Uh, oh, yeah. One of the guys I read a lot of has a rowing machine in his office, and he'll oh, sit down and just bust, bust out 500 I meters. I love rowing machines. Yeah, like he doesn't like start sweating. He'll just bust out like 500 meters, you know? Uh-huh. Just so like, and he's like, that gets me flowing again so I can sit back down on my computer. Who is that? Who, what guy? Uh, Tim Ferriss. Hmm. He just had Jimmy Pimp Chin on his podcast. Who's Jimmy Chin? He was in uh, Meru. Oh, that. that, dude, I've been obsessed with that movie. I, I was telling Joe Hamill about that. No, it's they so only had a single cool. screening in Seattle. Yeah, is it the, in the UW? I saw it. Like, Hoffman was, was telling me about it. Was good. It. Oh, yeah, so I told Hoff about it too. Yeah. All right, I don't. I don't want to know anymore. Oh. I'm gonna see it. Yeah, check it out. Are sometime. they gonna release it online though? Do you know? I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, Ted's already headphoned up. I don't want to know anymore about it. Jesus. Is it released online? Huh? That wasn't even close. Is that mine? There was <coughs> feedback. These are right here. <coughs> There's feedback. Do I even? That's fine. Well, then I can't even get close enough to talk. Well, no, once they're on, it only feeds back if the headphone is pointing into the microphone. So that microphone is just jacked up. But it was just sat on the table. Right, but the, the earpiece was open. It was pointed towards the mic. I see. Right. So whatever, I don't know what's going on with that mic, but it's, it's so jacked up and hot that like whenever your headphones, you know what I mean? So if your headphones were facing right. over here, it wouldn't matter. But it catches them like this, boom. And the so, reason that mic's hot is because you talk the quietest out of the three of us, so I keep yours the yeah, loudest. Yeah, so I've been getting blamed for your, your programming over there. My programming makes yeah, it you, so people can hear you. If I had you down at my levels... Yeah, yeah, but haven't we had a couple Haven't we had a couple headphone feedback, uh, what's it called, incidents? I gotta switch chairs. I, I know I've done it at least once. So, I mean, it yes. happens to yes, all of us. Yes, we have. You're the, I've taken some you're the favorite here. Yeah. Well, yours are jacked up that much. You're the favorite for that thing everyone hates. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh. Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Oh, this. <laughs> what the? This is the podcast. Starring the tits. Starring the tits. Star the uh, Starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. <laughs> the podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. <laughs> The Podcast, episode 109. We're getting up there. 110's around the corner. Huge thing going to happen. We'll get to that later. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith. I'll be the host here of this here podcast. The greatest podcast on all the land. All the land. To the left of me, my partner in crime, my burner buddy, uh, my tent mate, if you will. Cobb, Cobb, what's going on? Frosting, maple, and cake. Donut Wars shocked the cast of The Podcast as Henry's and Everett and Voodoo in Portland battled out for the top spot. Sheriffs moved higher this morning as Ted Smith defended his choice of crueler. Cobb elected for Mabel, and MCTP was busted for interstate trafficking. We'll have all the juicy details coming up next. All right, back there getting the studio set up, all the headphones. Whether there's feedback or not, the waters are ready. Matt Common, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. How you doing, man? Excellent. Uh, Man, I don't want to jump straight into Donut Talk. So I feel like Donut Talk, we have, uh, we have beat to death as we have with <laughs> Apple Talk. But I do have to say, uh, on the way back from a uh, Halloween party Sunday, Cobb and I stopped at Henry's Donuts in Everett. One of the best donuts I've had in a really long time. Oh, yeah. Cambodian style, man. Just that light, fluffy, whew. great maple, great maple to donut ratio. 
It was ridiculous. The hype is real. Matt, you will, the hype. you will respect this. So we're in there, right? We're looking at the maple bars. Cobb goes, you go ahead first, man. There's one that still has bacon on it. I ordered it. I thought nice. about like I don't I haven't asked Cobb yet, but it, like I was hoping over my shoulder he was just in pain. Like I wanted that one, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because there's always that part that oh, goes, yeah. "Well, well, maybe I should wait and see if he wants it." Then I was like, "No, I know what Cobb would do. You get the donut you want." Yeah, <laughs> step up, man. He let you go first. Yeah. Well, I had the bacon maple bar and a vanilla curler. Okay. The curler is a different texture. Curler. 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 I don't know how you say it, but I don't think it's what you were saying. Curler. Cru- it's probably, I think it's crueler. Crueler. But I don't know. I don't Did know you the... like it? Yeah, I couldn't it was tell. Great. You were like, this texture is different. And I was like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. It was totally different. It was like a, almost like a pudding-ish texture. I don't even know how to describe it. It was airy, but also succulent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, you were down in Portland. You went to Voodoo Donuts? I did. First time. Voodoo Donuts, obviously more world, world famous. Anybody listening to this across the country would know Voodoo Donuts in Portland. It's like one they of the originated most... the bacon maple bar. Did they? Yeah. All that right. was their like, claim, to fr- fl- claim to fame. And uh, I went with the, because I've seen a lot of pictures from Voodoo. I knew exactly what I wanted. I wanted that Fruit Loop top donut. And it was amazing. Now, Fruit Loops on a donut is a great idea. But they're, and I feel like they're known for all their, their What's crazy. What's the frosting? Frosting was vanilla. All right. Vanilla frosting. That's dry, you know. They put the Fruit Loops on, and then it dries, and they stick to it. And uh, wow, it was it was really good. I feel like I'd never I'd never been there. What time of day did you have this donut? In the morning, on the way out. So hmm. like eight. All right, probably. that's a, that's so a fair fresh. call. It's a fair shout on the donuts then. Yeah, I just I knew you went down there for shows, so it was like after you'd been in a show, maybe smoking a little weed. <laughs> I didn't. I was like ah, I Matt, no way. Yeah, I was like, I don't do that what's, stuff. What's the review on this donut? Was this a two in the morning, like post going out, getting messed up donut? No, it was a wake and bake donut. That's fair. That's yeah. what I had. It was amazing. Uh, <laughs> and, but I feel like they're kind of known for just having these off the wall donut varieties. Novelty. Yeah, novelty, exactly. But the quality of the donut blew me away because I thought it might just be a bit of like a shtick. They got the Captain Crunch, they got the, the Fruit Loops, all these. Funs, the fun ones that make for a great Instagram post, but I wasn't sure on the quality of the actual donut itself, but it was fluffy and airy and, and delicious. It was my favorite part. I liked it better than the Fruit Loops and the frosting, which is saying something, because that was delicious. Huh. Yeah. Damn. Team All Voodoo. Right. I, I, I honestly, like, part of the things I wrote down today is, like, is food hype, like, killing traveling and finding these little spots? You know what I mean? Because you've heard so much about Voodoo Donuts, but hearing you describe it, I'm like, all right, maybe maybe the hype is worth the hi- it. The hype is real. I've heard that Blue Star is better and that, that there's like other places down there that the locals like more or whatever, and I feel like you're going to find that in any town you go to. Right. If you go to Philly, right, there's Geno's and Pat's. Yeah, right across the street from each other. Right. But if anybody's from there, it's like, well, I'm a local. Like, we go down the street to Joe's or something. Yeah. yeah. They're all one-syllable names. Whatever it is in yeah. Philly, they're all... Yeah. And especially in the Northwest, I mean, Seattle is like a city that defines itself in opposition to stuff, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, we're not corporate. Oh, we're like, you know, we're grunge, like F the man. We so weren't we, corporate. We've all, yeah, exactly. So we always, the city as it grew up defined itself in opposition to stuff, which we've talked about now that it's getting bigger, it has to say what it what is for, you know, what right. the city is rather than what it's not. But as with the whole food thing, I mean, 
Yeah, so of course Portland, everyone's like, oh, don't believe the hype on Voodoo, even if it's a great donut, because they loved it when it was local and small, but now it's blown up and it's gone corporate and whatever. So sure. they're, they're going to be against it. As with the whole food thing, I feel like now we can't just enjoy a regular sandwich that's not like the best possible sandwich. We're in this crazy pursuit with, with Yelp and with the internet of like, oh, we have to find the absolute best. We deserve the absolute best <laughs> of everything. Maybe you just need to go eat a regular breakfast. You know, like what happened to just like a regular diner breakfast being enjoyable? But no, it's got to be like this exotic waffle stack with whipped cream and strawberries and whatever else. So I'm with you. It's kind of killing it. Yeah, which I don't know what the answer is there because I'm I'm on both sides. Like sometimes I get annoyed and it's like we don't have to go like it doesn't have to be like I always say like it doesn't have to be an experience, right? It's, it's food. Like sometimes we can just go get food. Yeah. But then... Also, there's specific things I'll do, or I'll go to a certain town and be like, well, I got to go to that place because it's the most famous one. To- well, here, here's, yeah, I, I'm totally with you. But uh, as an example, on Sunday, we went to the donut place, and then we also rolled by Cali Burger on the Ave, which is basically um, a knockoff in-, in and out that they launched in Asia because they knew they would get sued in the U.S. So they put them all over Asia, and this is the first one on U.S. soil. Um, and so Ted and I were excited to go there. We were hyped, you know, believe in the hype. We wanted to try these burgers. We rolled by, crazy line. We didn't think twice about it. Not going, dropped Ted off at his house. You yeah. know, so like there's, I mean, there's the hype, but then at a certain point you got to have your rational mind. Oh, just be as like, soon as right. a line forms for the hype, I'm out. Yeah, that's I'll exactly where we were at. All right, so like Saturday, I, you guys know this story, but like I think I told you guys this story Saturday night. Saturday, right. I went to the tacos and tequila uh, thing that the uh, Intercom had put on oh, here. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, Matt, you were it was there. It fun. Right. And there was tacos from all kinds of different restaurants. And then I ended up just going to the Matador, which is a place here in Seattle, <laughs> Tacoma. Right. And Ben kind of was giving me crap. Like, all these places you go to, you go to the Matador? Like, well, yeah, man, I like the Matador. <laughs> and their ceviche shrimp taco was delicious. I should mention these were smaller tacos. I had three or four. <laughs> No judge. Uh, You're in a judgment-free zone, Ted. You're in the nest. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. That's why I go back and forth on it. Because sometimes I'll do it in my own house. I'll sit there and go, well, I, you know, I can just go grab a burger at, like, Buckley's or the pub or whatever. And then it's like, well, should I make it specific and go get some fancy burger? And then more than likely, I'm going to end up at Buckley's or the pub either way. <laughs> so I should just walk over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. You got to have your staples every once in a while. It's nice to have a stretch goal or two when you're in an exotic city. Like, for instance, the Salt Lick in Austin. Highly recommend. And they the just barbecue one, place? They put one in the airport to make it easy for people. Ooh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Ridiculously well, good barbecue. Well, that's like Five Guys, frankly. Like, that hype was worth it. I, yeah. they, they started popping up, like, in Northern Virginia. Like, when I had already moved to Seattle and I come home, my brother would be like, we're going to this Five Guys place. Like, all right. And then it's like, yep. Yeah, and I mean, people back then would have them on the plane coming back to Seattle. But yeah, Baltimore has a Five Guys and a Chick Fil A right next to each other. I went to that parking lot a lot for lunch. Did you ever go to Cheeburger? Cheeburger? Uh uh-uh. uh Which was like this other kind of uh, almost like Five Guys that was in like the Baltimore area. I don't think that's where it originated. But I could never figure out why Five Guys just took off so much quicker than they did. Interesting financing, generally. Financing, I think part of it was the franchise, the way they did their franchises, too. Yeah, some stores stay corporate-owned, or they have, like, uh, sourcing issues, like uh, In-N-Out. You know, the reason they're not here is they they source all their own stuff, and so that's stuff to scale. So it kind of depends. Yeah, and then franchisors obviously make management easier, and they make it so there's more capital because each person who owns a franchise is putting up the money to build the store. All right, so is it fair to say when you guys travel, you, you know some restaurants already from, like, seeing them on TV or hearing about them? Depends on where go. I go. I usually All just right. I usually ask someone who's from that town. Yeah. Is, is generally my move. 
to be honest with you. Like uh, right. like in, in Austin, three guys I used to play soccer with all went to UT. And so they said Trudy's, which is the Mexican uh, – uh, sorry, it's like Tex-Mex. Incredible right by campus. They have these crazy margaritas of which you're only allowed to order one. And then – They're that strong? The Salt Lake. Yeah, they only allow you to order one max. Damn. Mm-hmm. Trudy's, believe the hype. I like that. I definitely the get Rock, one of those. The Rock Pizzeria does that with those buckets. You might be allowed to get two, but those things will fuck you up in a hurry. Yeah. I'll tell you what, The Rock, the Woodfire Pizza Place, man. I don't know if you've ever, because I think they have one on Queen Anne now. There is. Yeah. But they used to be just in the south end, and I would hear people talk about it like, oh, they're great, this and that. But that was, I remember the first time I went there, I was like, all right, these people are right. This place is pretty legit. <laughs> yeah, it's real good. Well, like, when I go back to the East Coast, one thing that kills me is like, well, it doesn't kill me. Good for them. I'm glad everybody made money. But we used to always go to the Green Turtle. There oh, was all, yeah. There, right, you remember the Turtle. Oh, yeah. So there was one, like. a couple of them. Right. But, all right, so Matt got there after they started franchise. But for a while, there was, like, the one in Ocean City. There was one in Laurel. There was one in, like, Edgewater. Like, there wasn't a ton of them. So now when people are, like, when they go, like, if a listener or somebody's like, I'm flying back to, like, the Baltimore, D.C. area, where should I go? And I'm always like, well, go to the Turtle. But now they're everywhere. So I kind of like, I'm like, well. This seems less special. I guess, yeah. You know? I think, you know, it's kind of like finding out how many people your girlfriend slept with. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. That's never a fun conversation. Yeah. Don't ask questions that you don't want to know the answer to. That's what I was about to say. Ted, do you you ask or do you not? Like, you know, where, where are you at on that? Do you like to know or you like to be in the dark? Uh, I, I don't ask. You don't even like to have some sort of a barometer? (sighs) Not really. Well, here's the deal, man. I'm a little bit older than you guys. (laughs) Like, I've gotten to the point now where, like, I gotta be realistic with myself, right? So I gotta see where this girl's background is, what's going on. So, do you check the tires? See how much tread left on there? Party chick's history? Right. It's sort of, like, some, like, I'm trying to think here. Like, what if the tires are bald, man? Well, right, but if I've been driving the car around and I'm fl- fine with slipping and sliding in those corners, then I don't really care. My point is some of the, some of the god damn it, I want to say this without sounding insulting, but some of the girls like I just knew, you know, like the one girl I'm thinking of probably wouldn't care if I said her name, but or what she did, but given her past, it was uh, I'll just say a male dominated industry. So it was like <laughs> Jesus. I wasn't shocked that like she had had sex with a lot of people. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a good place to right. leave it. I was like, I've publicly been to whorehouses. Like, I don't really have much of a leg to stand on here. Like, what am I going to be like? You've had sex with over 20 people? I had sex with six hookers in three days. You know what I mean? Like, there's not much I could say in these conversations. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> it's tough when you turn the mirror back on yourself. I, I've had, uh, I've had girls like, do some things the first time we hook up where it's like, whoa, she's experienced. I like that, but I'm not asking any follow-up questions. Well, it's alarming like, to you is they're just out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're so, not teaching that at home. Actually, what I was thinking about was like the only chick over 30 that I've banged in the last four years. <laughs> oh, all right, <laughs> yeah. all right. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Something on the other- said for it. A little older, a little wiser. On the other side, too, right, there's sometimes girls who do some stuff where it's like, I don't know where you learned that, but good for that dude for teaching you. Because that is awesome. I didn't even <laughs> I know I high five him. Right, like I didn't know I was into that until you just did that. Right, yeah, I know. And everybody's going, oh, we know what he's talking about. 
<laughs> oh, damn <man>. ice cubes. <laughs> mm. Grapefruiting. <laughs> Cobb, do you know grapefruiting? I don't know that I want to know grapefruiting. Huh. It's big on the Megacast. I know, Matt, Matt you've listened to that episode of the Megacast, right? I don't know. I've, I've oh, listened to thanks. a few. <laughs> what, what's it about? There's a woman, uh, her name's Auntie... I don't. Can you Google something real quick, Matt? Yeah. So just Google grapefruiting. This woman gives uh, 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 sexual techniques and stuff and relationship advice. So she has this video where she cuts uh, grapefruit, depending on your size, into whatever sections. But you hollow out, hollow out the middle, and then you put that on top of a guy's junk while you're performing another act. Because the Whoa. grapefruit kind of feel, uh, simulates a uh, woman's private parts. Um. Oh, I have to sign in to play the video. Okay. It's, it's age-restricted. Yeah, don't worry. Or go listen. <laughs> would I be able to play the video on the podcast? Or would I have a lot of bleeps? Uh, a certain sound effect, no. And I've killed it to death on the Megacast. Okay. I, don't want, I don't want the Ted Smith fans having to listen twice. twice. All right. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, just look up grapefruiting. You'll see what I'm talking about. It's that that got... angel's grapefruiting tech. I'm not yeah, sure that I'm still fully that. understanding what's going on here. All right, so Life's you take off? a grapefruit, right? What? You want your mics off? Is that what you said? Well, I mean, if he if he needs to explain it, no, cleanly. no, I can explain this cleanly. Right. Okay. So you take a grapefruit. Need some crayons or? <laughs> <laughs> so you right, you cut off the two ends, right? So now you have a grapefruit, and it's like you can see the grapefruit inside. Wait, as you're saying this, I don't know that I know what a grapefruit looks like. It's like a it's giant like orange. Big. It's like pink. Oh on the yeah, inside. okay. The one with like the reddish or yeah, okay, okay, yeah, gotcha. Right? It's like the opposite of an For orange. For some reason, show. since we were talking sex, my mind immediately was going to like eggplants and like zucchinis and crayon. I'm like, what is this what are they doing this great Phallic shapes. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you scoring at home, go ahead and note that in the book. <laughs> Shredded down under intangibles. Um All right, so now you got the grapefruit in your mind. Yeah. All right. So now, like, the two sides are cut off, so you can see all the red grapefruit in there. It's getting yeah. sexual now describing it to you. So imagine- <laughs> What are you doing with your finger, man? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you hollow out part of the inside, right? Yeah, okay, I got it. <laughs> and then the grapefruit goes on top of you, and then she's going to- Copy that. <laughs> and what is this? This is teaching someone something, or is this just supposed to be so enjoyable? So the grapefruit well, is Well, it's supposed just... to be enjoyable for men. Because now usually the hand would go over the base- but the, now the, the grapefruit's thinking is there. the grapefruit's there instead, and it's like squishy and wet, and right. that would feel better than now a Now, some people might be sense. against putting their genitals inside a fruit. I call those people losers. That's the yeah. same, not me. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, people at home or on the treadmill, you should know that Matt <laughs> and Cobb both gave me <laughs> this. Up. I said, some people are against putting their privates or whatever, putting their junk and fruit. They're both like, what? Like, <laughs> who are these? A- <laughs> who are these people? You prudes. Leave Kansas now. I think we need to have another conversation of what you two gentlemen been doing to your fruit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. Weren't we okay. talking about road trips for getting food? Where, yeah. Where do you go from I there? I go. Uh, I don't know. I was going to talk about the Halloween party. Oh, yeah. Halloween party was great. So good. Okay. Obviously, I made a major mistake wearing a scary costume. Oh, you... <laughs> So I was throwing. Are out you some... with him, Matt? What? All right. So, Cobb, describe your costume. I was throwing out some pretty bad vibe. Okay. Well, I'll say this: it was bad enough that I made exactly zero friends while wearing it. It was. Uh... Keep in mind, like this is this is an intense. Like this is all our meltdown, like festival, bunch of burners. So a group that takes their costume serious, and they're very in tune to vibes. 
So most of, most of the costumes are very like happy and funny and silly. Not me. I went full Halloween. Basically, what can only be described as, I mean, would you say close to movie quality? It was pretty good, man. It was pretty legit. Yeah, my roommate had this extra costume. At the last minute, I decided to wear it. Freddy Krueger. So basically, you have a melting face, uh, a fedora, um, a, a sweater, and then the big hand with all the metal um, like knives on it, which was real metal. And uh, it yeah. was like clank and stuff. Like, yeah, safe to say, it tripped out. some people out really bad. And uh, so I had to take the mask off after about three minutes, and uh, just be be cool guy in a fedora with a glove. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember talking to you, and like you you'd put it on occasionally, and I'd just say, "What the f- is going on?" And I didn't I didn't want to talk to you, and you're wearing it. Nobody well, would. I like I know it's calm underneath there, but as soon as it went on, you were gone, dude. Nobody would talk to me. Yeah. I walked through the party twice wearing it, like halfway through, <laughs> zero eye contact, and people were like slowly, like you know, skirting away. Well, I had my face painted all scary, like Vicky did that for me. It looked awesome, but I had the same thing a couple times. Where well, like, what's the uh, uh, Dias de Muertes? Dia, Dia de, de los Muertes. Yeah. yeah so that's like, what your face paint looked like. Yeah, kind of King Diamond esque. Uh, and yeah, it, what's it, King Diamond? He's this. Uh, he he's a metal guy. Oh, okay, cool. He's he's badass and he paints his face like that. Um, I had no idea. Miles would throw make jokes about King Diamond all the time, and I, I like to, to to this day, I have no f-ing clue who King Diamond is. I know it's an old like '80s rock band. That's yeah. about it. Um, yeah, he puts on a hell of a live show from everything I've heard, but I haven't seen him yet. Um, but I want to. But yeah, so it was uh, it was cool, but. Then I caught a glimpse of myself in that mirror where it was blacklit, and that, like, threw me. I, it was just like, what the f***? Like, this is what people have been looking at this entire time. And I'm just, like, having normal conversations and in my usual, like, jovial partying self, but I got this scary-ass <laughs> face painted on. Dude, well, the the good-looking, the hot chick that had on the same kind of makeup, okay. it, was a, it was a little more intense, like... I did the same thing. She came into one of the rooms, and everybody's like, God, like your makeup looks great, this and that. And she was like right next to me, and I went, it's kind of scary. This is too much. <laughs> and I just kind of walked away. <laughs> I was like, like, I was like, I know you're a chick, and I'm guessing that you're hot. Like, I can't tell in your face. But, yeah, I was like, oh, that's too much for me. Yeah. With you, it was easier. So with Cobb, right, he has the Freddy Mooger, Mooger, Freddy Krueger mask. And then he has the hand on. So I only see him most of the party wearing the fedora in the hand. Yeah. And I kind of start flipping him shit. And then even like the next day on the way home, you're like, dude, people were not feeling that. And in Cobb's defense on the way up, he goes, I'm worried this might be too intense. I did I, win third best costume. Yeah. So I kept going, no, no, man, it's great. So at the party, I just kept looking over at him going, why isn't he wearing that thing? <laughs> it's so good. Like, he just gave up on this. Why does nobody no, like it him? It was a great costume, but it's just not something someone wants to hang out next to and talk to. Oh, Ted, you don't know what it's like to feel that socially isolated, man. <laughs> it was seriously ridiculous. Like, as soon as I would throw it on, rooms would clear. <laughs> Anywhere I walked, you know, it was kind of hard to get around at the party, like in the kitchen and through the living room Yeah, there and was stuff. like little steps here and there. Yeah. Not for me. When I threw that mask on, the seas would just part. <laughs> nobody, even my friends, even my close friends, you included one anything to do with me that is true i never hung out with you when you had it on i know (laughs) nobody would the other thing i would say like i like that party uh shout out to josh and Corey. they throw a dope party great party the only problem is that's the second year i've been and i would talk to people and be like man i really like your costume and they'd be like yeah ted we hung out last year but it's like it's a halloween party 
Yeah. So it's very hard to tell. Like most people, I don't would recognize. You. I wouldn't recognize that girl Kate without the face makeup. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. Same. Yeah. I was talking to you like, if I see you again, I'm not gonna know who you are. Uh, and you know, some a lot of them had just costumes with their faces exposed. You know, and it was. But with that, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm a stranger here. How about Doc Holliday had a real revolver on his hip? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of the fun of Halloween, though, you know? It's like a masquerade ball. Like, everyone gets to be something different for yeah, a well, So is that part of the reason that party's great? Because nobody really knows each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's happened at Meltdown, too, where, like, people, you know, on costume night, it's like, oh, you'll be talking to someone, like, yeah, I was talking to you yesterday. And it's like, what? I didn't, I didn't see you when they, when they have the masks on or whatever, and it's just... That's the fun of costumes. Yeah. It was great. My favorite costume at that party was the full-size, like, six-foot-five Nacho Libre, belly exposed. He was good. My favorite was Mad Hatter. That was just a, a great costume by that guy. Huh. And his wife was the queen of whatever. The, the queen gr- of hearts? Yeah. And they were just decked out. I mean, there are a couple that Doc has- Doc Holliday got my vote. Oh, really? I thought that thing was spot it was. on. It was. Um, but, yeah, that couple, like- has thousands of dollars worth of costumes at home. They got married at Burning Man. Like they take God. that really serious. Damn it! I talked to them for like an hour last year. I never realized that was them. A <laughs> <laughs> bitch. There you go. Yeah, that sums that up. Hmm. Dope party though. Yeah, great time. <laughs> great party. I can't believe that's the same couple. Are you for real? Oh yeah. Huh? Did you guys hear about that? Um. The, the boat collapsing or whatever? Capsizing? What? The whale watching? Collapsing. Yes. Yeah. What? How? Like, okay. I just, we don't have what to. What do you want to know about We don't it? have to make a whole topic. It's a topic fun subject. Of, I mean, a boat sank and people I, died. No, we don't have to make a whole topic about it. But what I don't understand is how, uh, how four people died when boats showed up right away to pull people out of the water. Uh, Part of it, I would think, is just, so the boat uh, sank and capsized off the coast of uh, Vancouver Island. In British Columbia. Yeah, so like I, near Tofino or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I would think part of it is just water temperature. You know, right. that water is just a lot colder. You don't know what's going on. And, like, people, like, I, some people's systems, I think, are just going to be naturally weaker or stronger. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Sorry for the weird transition. And I just, that, that's been going through my mind all day. I wanted to ask you about it. I would assume panic played a role in that, too. Yeah, exactly. You that's know. Good call. Ice cold water and you're you're just People in it freaking instantly. out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a strong swimmer. I don't know how I would react in that situation. Fair. You got anything else on that sheet of paper over there? Oh yeah, I got a transition now. <laughs> 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 like we're rolling along. Oh hey, did you guys see this? Uh, yeah, terrible tragedy. Back Discuss. to you. Yeah. <laughs> Back to you, Jim. Right. Like, oh thanks, man. That's an easy one. Well, there. thank you for that layup. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, I know I talk about it a lot. We don't get it done a ton, but uh, we did get it done last year in December. We're approaching November, December. We have to have some type of get together with the fellow LARPers. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, what are you, you writing signs back there? No, I always forget what we talk about when I upload the podcast and I like put like this week we discuss blah, 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 blah. So I just like, I'm making notes of what Uh, we're discussing while we go around. Or while we're doing it, so I can have an easier time. Gotcha. So group get together. <laughs> I'm gonna totally derail it. Bring us right back on track. Right. I'm with you. Do you want to go? But no- Cobb does or those south? real transitions in real life too. I know. Oh yeah. 
all the time. <laughs> so true. The best was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta give, I gotta give you a little. <laughs> the best was at Burning Man one night. There's a group of us in the tent, and Cobb's like, I know this dude ain't leaving an orange peel in here. Blah blah blah. blah. And he's like, you know, funny, but kind of going off on me. And everybody's like, yeah, dude, what the hell, Ted? You left an orange peel in here? And in my head, I went, you know, we ate those oranges at the same time. I remember us both leaving here. But, like, I was like, all right. So next morning, I, like, he comes back from somewhere, and I was like, you left yours in there, too, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but those transitions are so strong. It was just like, right, like right there, like, yeah, all right, you guys are done. Moving on. <laughs> We should host a talk show, like, real, like, just, like, aggressive, like, Morton County scene. Jr. Yeah. Yeah. ADHD boom, hour boom. with Cobb. Right, yeah. like, Bill O'Reilly used to be like, all right, cool, thanks for being on The Factor. Cobb, now to you. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, dude, the thing is, too, something as tenuous as an orange being left in the tent, that can spell death at Burning Man. And, uh, you know, already relationships were, were strained to a breaking point. Something as small as that could have collapsed our whole camp, so I'm lucky we pulled through it. <laughs> I was like, they can cause death? <laughs> Tensions are high, you know, the, the, the camp structure begins to fall apart. Pretty soon there's infighting, and we're not working together to keep our tent down. Our tent was already completely destroyed. It's a strong point. We could we're have lost the, everything. We are on the brink. By the way, we're, we either need to join a camp or have a massive camp. Besides all those burners we saw on, on uh, Saturday night, then, like, I have another mutual friend of Cobb and I's that, like, literally texted me today, uh, you know, Mr. On Fleek, and he was oh, just nice. he's like, yes, I am in. Let me know when you buy your tickets. I want to be with you guys. That's what, okay. You and I, before we went down there, we were talking about being the tip of the spear. And I think in a lot of people's mind, they had marginalized burners as those other people. But then when two normal guys went down there, survived and thrived, we came back to tell the tale. Now I feel like a lot of people are, you know, thinking to themselves, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> Ted can right. survive, Cobb can survive. I'll definitely make it. I'm in. It's like, what's the worst that happened? Like, we got in a dust up over an orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes I worry too that we marginalize it and people don't understand how, like I've said this, how real it is down there. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing. So now it's just all happy sunshine and rainbows. Hey, it was a great experience. But there was tough times, man. <laughs> tough times. I know. It's like sitting, like Saturday night where you're sitting there with a group of people from Burning Man and it's a beautiful night. You're sitting by a fire in a contained fire pit in a backyard. Yard. It was like, oh, I'm going. I'm going. like, well, yeah, right here. It sounds easy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Uh, you know, yeah. it just us us eating pickles in the dust doesn't really make the magazine covers, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish people had been there with me on on Saturday morning, like the last day, and just I mean, it was just the poop I had been fretting all week, and it happened. <laughs> we were confronting some brutal realities. Some brutal realities. Like, it was high highs and the lowest of lows. <laughs> I went out with uh, some people last week that had been there, and they were like, I told them about taking a makeshift, like, little rinse off in the bucket with, like, a rag. And they were like, what did you do with the gray water? And I went, you know, it never even dawned on me that that was, like, gray water. I just threw it on the playa. And she's like, you're not supposed to. And I go, well, I spread it out. I go, look, man. There was barely an inch of water in there, and I used an old pair or a pair of underwear as my rag. Like, I mean, I was reach, I was about to crack, dude. <laughs> yeah, there was no soap. <laughs> there was no soap used. It's insane. With that said, probably the best bucket bath of my life. Makes <laughs> <laughs> you appreciate the little things. I'm just worried. I'm just worried that we're talking it up and we're making it sound too easy. And some cream puffs from Washington, you can go down there get and rocked. get destroyed. <laughs> 
They're yeah. gonna get they're gonna get rocked. They're gonna get obliterated. We're gonna have to deal with the fallout from that. Do you guys think you made it more difficult on yourselves by going down as a gruesome twosome? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I'm going next year with a camp that that's been and and has a I feel like a, a decent setup. I know it's gonna be tough, but I do feel like the amenities of being part of a, a big camp will make it a little bit easier. Yeah. You're right. But even when I hear you say that now, I'm just kind of shaking my head because it's like amenities that you're used to and what are awesome amenities when you're living in one of the most inhospitable places on earth are completely different. So like homeboys going to get destroyed. <laughs> Cuz I mean in the end it was just the two of us but the friends we made with like uh, Michael and everybody next door like between them and the, like we basically almost were inside of a camp. Okay. You know. I mean, we made it harder on ourselves, but at the same time, we were the tip of the spear, you know? Oh, yeah. And we, we took pride in that, and we, we went down, we did our own thing, and it probably could have been easier if we had if we had sort of, like, you know, gone along on the coattails of others, but I think we went down, we planted a flag for Meltdown for our camp that made it a lot easier for others to follow behind us. Plus, I mean, in the at the end, and I, I don't know if we've talked about it, but I'm pretty sure, like, for me, and I think Cobb's kind of the same way, like, there was just something inside of us that was like, we got to go do this. Yeah, like for we real. Gotta, we got to go keep it small and just let, let's just because we we both had the feelings and like and like we both have a ton of friends that want to go, but we had specifically talked about it forever. So it was like, right, we got to go tag team this bitch and get it done. Yeah, and it was a guerrilla operation, man. You know, <laughs> just like go down, plant a flag, survive, yeah. evade, survive. Yeah, evolve. I mean, right. So- I mean, just the stupid food. I mean, there's so many things we could have. I could have done better. We could have done I better. I could have done yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a beatdown. It's all that really needs to be said. Oh, man. Uh, Mr. Cobb, we got some emails. Boy, do we ever. All right. Let's see. Dating sucks. Too many. <laughs> Facts. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> Too, all right. Let's start the emails. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, dating sucks. Too many options plus too many ways to connect equals looking for what else is out there. How am I supposed to settle? Do I have to? Anyway, the real dilemma no, today. you shouldn't have to settle. The real dilemma today. I'm a wonderful, responsible, late 20-something chick. 99% of the time, I am lady. <laughs> I'm reading what's on the page. Um, I, okay. Uh, Matt, maybe your ex-flame? What? Maybe your tea girl? I don't know. It's a little old for me. 99% like. of the time, I am lady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, that 1% you got to look out for. <laughs> however, I'm an adult, and sometimes I like to get out there and make some effing mistakes. Dope. Occasionally, I like to get down with Festival Weekend or a wild-ass night. Dilemma. The ex-boyfriend was the guy who got the stuff. Now, how is a sweet girl like myself supposed to find some yayo weed <laughs> Or MDMA. I would never want to get anyone in trouble by asking for names or numbers. Just wanted your thoughts or suggestions. Or maybe some names and numbers would help. Winky face. <laughs> All right. Well, that took a turn. Two thoughts. Number one, state of Washington. You can go buy weed, uh, you can go buy weed legally. Number two, I'm 99% sure I know cops. Next email. Cop. Yeah, come on, get real. Like, I don't know. If you want to go have fun, that's on you. Hey, boys. I heard you guys talking about crocheted shorts. 
I have some mad crochet skills and would love to make you uh, make you guys some if you're interested. They would look awfully great next year at Meltdown, and I bet Dolphin Girl will think they're sexy. Oh, oh they're tugging at my heart there. If you're interested, actually, that's not my heart. Let me know. <laughs> let me know your waist size, and I'll bust some out. Also, if you have a preference of color, let me know. Love the podcast, boys. Colette. Thirty-one uh, orange, please. Dude, hell yeah. Let's <laughs> just say uh, thirty-eight green or blue. This is a gift from God right now. I'm definitely going blue, my power color. All right, I'll go green. I prefer a light blue, but whatever you got, you know, some sort of powerful blue. And I'm, I mean, crocheted. I feel like they're not going to, like, you need your exact tight. size, right? Yeah. So 33. Because, like, it, yeah, I'm going to go 33. You can't really rock a belt with 30 with, uh, with crocheted shorts. I feel like they got to be perfect. I don't feel like crochet. I think I'm a 30, actually. I always sag with the 31s. And I don't feel like you got to be sure. Thirty orange, thirty orange. If they're a little Ted? tight and they accentuate my junk better, cool. Thirty-eight green, thirty-three blue. And yes. I don't think I don't think you want to be putting stuff in those pants. Like you don't want a belt, but like I don't know if they come with pockets. I don't even honestly. I, I would imagine no pockets, which is perfect for meltdown because I never have anything on me. Just be careful swimming in them. Are crocheted shorts see-through? Hmm. Hey, well, think about that. Something to think about. All right. Uh, hell yeah. Thank you, Colette. Yeah. For a great little Christmas this year. What, what is, is that? that? Construction on another floor. Oh. Damn. They yeah, do it like They a... do it late at night all the time, so I'm used to hearing that throughout the building. Yeah, it sounds like a, um, what are those hammers called? Um, Jackhammer? No, no, no. It's like, yeah. Uh, Jigsaw? A roto hammer. Where it goes, pop, 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 pop. Mm. Not anyway. to be confused with Roto Eye Drops. Yes. Who follow me on Twitter, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah. I feel like that's some sort of like if there were awards for being a stoner, I feel like that'd be a badge of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They retweeted me and followed me. I was very stoked. <laughs> I respect that. I hate to admit it, but I respect that. <laughs> what is over the line for a sports fan? I don't know about Cobb and Matt, but I'm pretty sure Ted is a fan of sportsmanship. Imagine if the Husky players were treating the opposing players as poorly as the fans treat visiting teams, throwing crap at them, cursing at them, and or destroying their equipment. Would that be cool, or would that pretty clearly be over the line? I'm guessing the latter, and I don't see why it's unacceptable on the field, but totally okay in the stands or parking lot. Honestly, guys, the fact that you're even having a discussion about what is or isn't over the line when it comes to hazing other sports fans kind of perfectly describes what the problem is with so many aspects of American culture. I mean, at what point in time did we become a culture which says, in order to support A, I must hate, vilify, degrade, haze B? Because that's exactly what's happening. Just take sports out of it and insert insert liberal, conservative, fat, healthy, drugs, anti-drugs, smoking, non-smoking, nerd, jock, or basically any other example you can think of. Americans do it with almost everything. Now, I'm not sitting here pointing a finger at you saying uh, you three are terrible people. I played sports and definitely enjoy the thrill of competition, the joy of victory, and even a well-intended joke. I just don't understand when, uh, when, it became to, when it became okay to degrade someone who disagrees with you. I don't think most people even consciously think of it that way. They just kind of go along with it because everyone else is. I fully expect Cobb to say, this guy is kind of right after reading this. Anyway, I don't know. Just my two cents on the topic. Simsu. And there's a PS I'll get to. I mean, here's the deal. I do agree now with the party saying where it's like with politics and stuff, it's like you got to degrade the other person and this and that. But, like, I don't think cheering against another sports team is degrading them. And sports go back 
centuries, you know, and that's part of it. Some of the smartest people, like, it's like, how do we get this energy of, like, we don't like you, you don't like us? And let's just take universities, for instance. It's a simple way. It's like, well, we'll put together a team of athletes, and that'll settle it. Now, some things that are acceptable in the stands would never be acceptable in the field because you can't go over and, and first of all, if you've ever played any sport at a high level, you will under, and, which I haven't, but people <laughs> that have, like even if you played high school sports, like there is monster trash being talked. Cobb, you're a swimmer, a college, a collegiate swimmer, which I can't imagine people think of trash talking, but I, there had to be trash talk in the pool. We t- you know, swimming we didn't, but water polo, there was a lot of trash water talking. Water polo, right, there we go. Well. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's a bloodbath out there, Ted. Yeah, I mean, right, uh, swimming, I was thinking, you know what, to be honest with you, when I said that, I was thinking guys <laughs> at the pool. Water polo, right, swimming's a little more individual. Like, boxers generally aren't going to talk trash during the fight. You're just kind of fighting. But with football, man, they're talking all kinds of trash. But the other difference is they get that energy out. They get to hit each other and stuff. So, I, I don't know. I think in the stands, there's definitely a line, but, man, I think razzing somebody or coming up with a funny way to razz them is pretty cool. Like, that's why College Game Day gives out an award for the funniest sign. Yeah. I think there's certainly a line, but, you know, part of it, the whole idea of sportsmanship is, you know, if you don't have another team to play against you, you don't get to play. So part of the whole idea of sportsmanship is respecting your opponent and being like, hey, thanks for coming to play football with us today or soccer or badminton or whatever it is you're into. And then, you know, through that develops a camaraderie, I think, where, you know, you end up closest mentally with the people who are into the same sport as you. So if it's if it's rowing, you know, only these people who you're competing against really understand the pain of getting up early to go rowing every morning. And because of that, I think there's a little bit of a an unspoken bond between the two teams and messing with the other team a little bit, you know, is funny and they kind of enjoy it. I don't think I mean sometimes it elevates to the level where it's out of control, certainly. But generally speaking, I think it's like, hey, we're all we're all involved with this with this game, and it's just a game. It's a silly thing, you know. Let's let's have some fun with it. So, I mean, throwing bread at people is pretty obnoxious. And the next email talks about it a little bit. I don't know that I would go that far, but I also like. I, I think if you're going to go one way or the other and have none of it, or have something, you know, at, uh, like that, I would I would go with the bread throwing only because I like that 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 sort of atmosphere exists for the two teams to joke around with each other. Would I throw bread at someone and hit him in the face? Probably not. Well, also, the bread thing is kind of creative. Right, because they're ducks. Yeah, like, that's that's funny. And it's bread. Like, what? how much damage can it do unless it's, like, some super hard baguette that you, that you haven't cooked yet? And nobody's throwing French baguettes at exactly. people. Yeah, no one's launching tomatoes. You're getting a or, 99 no. cent loaf of Wonder Bread, which is, Thank like, Thank you, right. Air. Baguette's way too nice. Um, So... Yeah, I think that that was funny and creative. Obviously, you do hear about stuff where where fans do cross the line and get violent and stuff. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's all in good fun. I think you know. Look, would it I, have been funnier if it was Dave's Killer Bread? I love no, that stuff. Less dude. funny because it's from Oregon. Oh yeah, but that's serious bread. Yeah, man. that's a expensive. lot of nuts in there and stuff. <laughs> Completely different. That's animal. a hefty bread. A lot Completely of different animal. That yeah. Said? Well, and I mean, look, I'm not gonna. If I was throwing bread at people, like I'm not gonna peg them. But I would definitely throw bread at their yeah. feet and stuff. Like that I'm guy across like one or two little pieces. The guy across the way that had the duck calls, like, ah, it's funny. Like, to me, I think it's also uh, societal kind of uh, uh, norms, right? So, like at Maryland, I'm a Maryland fan, and I love harassing the other team, yelling, "Hey, you suck!" But then it got to the point where they just wore shirts that said F- "Duke," not even like one letter starred out. It was like, all right, 
Like, come on. <laughs> like, you're not even trying. Not very creative. Right. It's like, just you're just like... cursing. Yeah. I think there needs to be some some intelligence yeah, and I, wit to it. I but... like the exactly. I like the intelligence, the creativity, the fun, the humor in it. Uh, and you know, obviously, like anything else, when someone's trying to be funny or whatever, there's people you're not gonna land every joke and sometimes people are trying to be funny but there's definitely people that cross the line and stuff but for the most part you're all in it together you know congregating around a common interest of sport and there's going to be some smack talking but it for the most part it's all in good fun i notice especially with hockey here in seattle like i'll talk with the canucks fan or a sharks fan or whatever but at the end of the day we all we both know like we just want an NHL team in Seattle, and it's dope that we both like hockey here in the sport. So if you in, in this state, so I feel like when the smaller the sport, the or the less popular it is, the more of a of a community thing. Like everybody likes the Hawks, and yeah, and you'll so sit much. and watch a game with another fan, right? Oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I don't know. You think of like whoever your rival is, whatever team you support, run into that fan outside of town. Like you and him are going to be buddies, right? You both like that sport, like. You're, you're rivals, but at this point, it's cool because you're both from the same sort of area, generally. I, you know, like Duke. I hate Duke, right? I'm not a big fan of the university, not a big fan of their basketball team, especially as a Maryland fan. But one time, their annoying-ass students chanted, we're not rivals. And it just hurt, right? But it's like, right. Yeah, exactly. That's really funny. Ouch. Yeah. I, I had that same thing <laughs> That's happen. beautiful. Right? I know. Like, I, I never do credit if it's like, all right, they got us on that one. Yeah, I went to a, a Blazers and Lakers game in Portland one time, and I'm a big Lakers fan, uh, and the the Blazers hate the Lakers. We are their number one most hated team now that the Sonics are gone. And the Lakers, like, to, to a Lakers care. fan, it's like, who the f*** are the Blazers? And so... I had a great time just laughing at how much all these people hated the Lakers. And I was like, you guys aren't even on our radar. What are you chanting beat LA for? That's a Celtics thing from the 80s. Like, uh, so Yeah, everybody does th- chant it, that now. It's, ta- it's taken off since then. But, uh, yeah, just the amount of vitriol that the Portland fans had for the Lakers. It was annoying when I was there. But when I got out, I I was laughing. Like, it's yeah. just like, you guys are ridiculous. No, no one in LA thinks twice about the Blazers. And even with Ted Smith's deep-seated hatred of Duke, if Ted is on the Great Wall of China and he sees someone in a Duke hat, he's probably going to say hello. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Because he's just so far from home and it's like, hey, you know, it's something familiar. That guy likes college sports. I like college sports. We may not like each other, but we've got that in common. Yeah, 100%. Well, you probably will like each other. You just won't like each other's teams. Yeah. It's probably a better chance you're going to run into Dukies on the Great Wall than Marylanders. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, P.S. I know I'm already very wordy. Feel free to paraphrase as needed. Uh, feel free to paraphrase as needed. All right. Should have read that first. Uh, but I actually thought of a really good and uh, personal comparison for the podcast. Uh, you guys are up for best local podcast. I voted for you. Yeah, you guys never badmouth anything else you're competing against, and I'd guess you wouldn't want your fans doing it either, much less anything beyond that. Simsu. Uh, have we badmouthed the Migscast? Yeah, we have. And that's I, fine. I would throw bread at Steve. And that's in good fun. But the problem is, too, He's, is, like, you can't, like, for me, an instance, like, it's hard to talk trash in entertainment. It's like, it's not like we could go have a contest in a room one day, do the podcast, and then have, uh... Joke off! Ow, oh, Jesus, dude, dude. over there. Easy, fella. <laughs> You're pretty fired about this mix cast, <laughs> what huh? What I'm saying! 
Oh, damn. Probably don't let him out of the cage much. <laughs> uh, but there's no, like, clear way to say, like, you're the winner or you're the winner. So that to me, that's a totally different talking trash. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. with you. I mean, right. Don't also, those guys are awesome, and there's a lot of great podcasts in town. Um, yeah. What is that? Uh, uh, TBTL. Oh, uh, Luke Burbank. Yeah, Luke Burbank. Yeah. Hilarious. That's, that's Steve, a real rivalry. Hilarious. What do you mean? The mixed cast. Oh, and, the mixed cast and him. They got they, into it. He what do you called mean? all of them Weird. Titanic douches, and that's where that, that phrase came from. Yeah, but so they, Steve's fans are all Titanic They had, douches. like, real jabs, not like how uh, we like take in per, shots. Like, in person or cast. just on casts? I don't just know. On just on casts and on social media. social media, but... Wow. Yeah, yeah it's a, that's not a, in a friendly phone thing. way. No, no, I don't think so. I think oh. they're all right now, but it wasn't for a while. Yeah, I think for a while, Flyberg was writing for uh, for their blog. Just as, a, right. as an aside, uh, they have a crazy number of listeners. That podcast is very popular. TBTL. Yeah. Okay. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Big I mean, listener. I have a podcast. I also work on a pretty pretty popular radio show. <laughs> It's okay for someone else to succeed, man. Don't become a crab in a bucket. <laughs> All right. Uh, big listener of the cast. Big listener of the cast and hailing from the DMV. Last Saturday, I was walking down the street uh, with my new baby girl strapped to my chest and dog by my side while listening to episode 108. It's and a it, brand new baby. And it spurned me to write my first ever email into the cast. The discussion of pelting duck fans with bread really interested me. First off, that is clever and humorous. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I have to give much props to the Husky fan base. You can tell that they put some real thought into this humiliation tactic. It's harmless from a physical standpoint, and it's utterly intimidating as you're basically treating the Oregon fans as peasants. <laughs> <laughs> I need to use that word more. Uh, again, I was dying laughing out loud down the street when I heard, uh, when I heard that. To this end, I have two great suggestions for an event where it's perfect to peg people in the face, especially people who are dying for attention. Seafair. Uh, Seafair Circa 2010-2011. I came in with another DMV here to visit Ted for the weekend. Great weekend. Probably too good. D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Oh, okay. Oh, that's okay. It's the DMV. Like, yeah. D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Wow. Okay, that makes a lot that. more well, sense. Cause I was that's like, good. I was like, he works at the DMV. Like, all right, I'm not going to comment, but not my favorite <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, be, be cool, man. That makes sense. I guess... It's not that big in Baltimore, but when you get further south, that's probably where you'd start hearing it, right? Yeah, nobody, I mean, yeah, Baltimore is not really going to rep it because they're from Baltimore. Right. Like <laughs> well, dude, it's so funny because this story he's about to go on to tell just to me screams East Coast versus like West Coast. I feel like we're all about, all about the love and whatever. Here we go. So that makes so much more sense now. I came in with another DMV to visit Ted for the weekend. Great weekend. Probably too good for a weekend because by the time we got out on the boat for Seafair, I felt dead to the world. My, inside, my insides felt like a burnt rotisserie chicken at a Royal Farms. We load up <laughs> roughly 300 to 400 water balloons, hand grenade size, and head out into the water. So the we first- were, I gotta say, we were tasked with that as soon as we show up, feeling like actual, I mean, garbage at a house down in... Uh, Almost like Renton, where they're the bottom part of the lake, and the guy's just like, here's like 300 balloons, go out to the front and fill them up. <laughs> Which I don't know the last time you filled up a water balloon on a spigot, it's a little harder than you remember. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, for the first two hours, nausea continued and no water balloons left our vessel. Until I saw, in the midst, a blonde-haired beauty laying on the front of a boat, slowly creeping by. I rose from the back of the boat, sunburnt Ted handed me a water balloon. <laughs> And right then, time froze, and I pictured myself as Jim Everett 
and Ted as Jim Kelly in one of those old NFL QB competitions played on Saturday afternoons in the lazy days of summer. <laughs> With the things driving by and the blue I love chalk. this email. <laughs> the girl was one of those moving tire targets, and we took a three-step drop, aimed for placement about three yards in front of the girl, and boom, bullseye. The balloon slammed right into the girl's chest. Score! It was an amazing adrenaline rush that continued for the rest of the day. Beers were... <laughs> Beers were flown after that, and we lobbed water balloon after water balloon from our vessel with pinpoint ac- accuracy as we disrupted boat goers with hot little biddies, suntanning and looking for attention, as well as any guy who had a bar wire tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend this event. That's it from here, fellas. Apologize for the length of the email. I truly appreciate listening to the cast every week. It gets me through the gym and is a good stress reliever from the work week. Hope all is well. Will. That was great. Will is a fellow DeMatha guy and a very good friend of mine. Uh, yeah. Dude, first of all, the sunburn he's talking about, easily the worst, one of the top three worst sunburns of my life. Just destroyed, huh? Yeah. Like, like I, like somebody's like girlfriend, I was like, hey, can you put some on my back? And she had like a spray bottle, you know? And it like, it was like, I just don't, I don't think she wanted to get near my back. Because clearly none of it got on there. Uh, yeah, but that was that was a fun trip. And, uh, I mean, you guys have been to Seafair. You know how those water balloons go. Oh, yeah. It's chaos. Wait, so he hit the girl, like, while she was laying down, just right in the chest? Yeah. <laughs> Kill shot. Yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. Not only that, we – and I don't want to brag here because, Cobb, you're part of this. Man, you've been a part of this, too, but, like – don't pull me into this. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you have so much fun. Like, all these stories where it sounds like just chaos and stuff, but that's a great example. Because the guy driving the boat was on point all day. We got boarded by the cops. And they're like, <laughs> you know, like, like, you, like the cop rolls up, and he's almost got, like, a smirk. Like, hang on, like, you know, uh, PF personal flotation device, whatever. Everybody pops up theirs, and he's like, where's the driver? And the guy's like, right here. And he's, like, talking to him and stuff. And then, he just, and then like, after, like, two minutes, the cop's like, all right, go on your way. You are, <laughs> he sounded like disappointed. You guys are a little too accurate, those balloons over here. Yeah, exactly. He was like, stay off the back. Like, all right, man, relax. <laughs> yeah, I feel like boat cops hate when you have all your uh, T's crossed and I's dotted. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, and yeah. like you have a guy that's like specifically just driving and not getting wasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think that's the difference between like, you know, being, being 28, 29 and being 21. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Will, by the way, of course, a fellow Maryland fan, he's into talking trash too, because he was on that infamous trip uh, for the Florida Georgia, where we harassed ah. every Florida player. Now, look, I'll be the first to admit, Will, not so much, but me and my brother, when we're together and both boozing, we can uh, very much toe that line, if not cross it. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, and the same thing applies to those boats that I said to you this weekend only break one law at a time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Huh. You know? Yeah. It always holds true. I feel like people who get in trouble always get pulled over for like a taillight or something or just whatever else. Anyway, all right. Well, I guess it's that time. Boop, doop, boop, boop. Come topic. Oh, that came up a little little faster than I imagined. We um, always do it after the emails. I just you, you guys had a shorter intro. I was I had to scramble to get my phone. So pew, man, pew, just let me do my let me do my intro. Well, I'm holding my phone right now. Trap Queen. <laughs> That's the song that was playing today at my house. Trap Queen? 
Now, if you guys are familiar with Trap Queen. Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. Uh, do you know much about uh, its contents, what it's actually about? Trap? Uh, no, but I know all about trapping because I listen to Young Jeezy. Hit me. It's, uh, well, trap houses are basically where they do all their, uh, they just get together and they, they do all their drug drug work. I mean, trap house is like a stash house, man. Stash house. So like yeah. you're not. That's where like the bulk of stuff's gonna be. They would move all the time. You'd move them around from place to place. Yeah, they're weighing, they're bagging, right. money. Like you're not gonna sell yeah. anything there. It's a trap house. <laughs> I like trap music. Just like like a post. It's a great album. It's just like a post office in Ted's. Everyone's like, yeah, it's a trap house, man. Everybody knows trap <laughs> trap house. <laughs> okay. By the way, excellent call, Matt. Trap music is an album. Yeah. I like it too. So, so my roommate's busting this out, and uh, he uh, he spent most of his t- or he went went to school in Kansas, spent most of his time growing up in uh, in Alabama, and part of it in Seattle. He had no idea what the song was about. And so I mentioned your roommate to, likes it. He had it playing. I don't know if he likes it or not, but right. so he had it playing. So I was like, "Hey, do you know do you know what that song is about?" And he was like, "No, what what do you mean?" And so I proceeded to tell him, you know, what a trap house is and then how this chick was his trap queen. So she's basically like the, you know, I think the the official term is like bottom bitch, but basically the chick who handles everything, you know? Yeah, she's holding it down. Yeah, she's holding it down. Exactly. She's like like a head of operations, manager. Well, anyway, uh, his mind was blown sufficiently. So cop topic this week. What is a song you listen to all the time that shocked you when you figured out what it was about? Yes. Feel free to hit us. Email, email at thepodcast.com, Twitter machine, at thepodcast. I have an answer for this one right out of the gate. Now, at first, I did not know it either, but uh, remember, like, crap, this had to be nine or ten years ago. There was, I don't even remember the guy's name, but Superman that hoe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, that song was huge. Now watch me, you watch me. Right. Uh, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Right. Soldier Boy, exactly. So there was a whole dance to it and everything. Matt, sorry, you're going to have to do some bleeping here. No worries. So, like, it got to the point where that dance was so big that, like, uh, I remember they were teaching it in schools to people and stuff. Oh, yeah. Ubiquitous. Right. So I already knew what it was about, but I had to explain it a couple times to people. One time I was getting my hair cut by some flamboyant fellas up on Capitol Hill, and they're talking about it, and I just, in the chair, I just kind of go, well, you know what that's about, right? And they're like, No. I'm like, you have no idea. Cause, oh, because the guy was talking about his niece was learning the dance. And I said, <laughs> they really shouldn't have children doing that dance. And he goes, I have no idea. So then I had to explain it to him. But I think a lot of, like, to this day, I'm not positive everybody knows what that song's about. Hit us. Which is? You, are you, are you doing this good for the podcast or do you not know? Both. Oh, damn. Well played, Matt. Basically what it is is, uh, like, after you, like, uh, when you're having sex with a girl or whatever, and it's getting to uh, the vinegar strokes, and you're gonna finish. You wanna, uh, you're gonna leave this. You wanna come on her back, and then you quickly want to take a white sheet for like that she's kneeling on, attach that to her back, and then hopefully it'll stick. So when she gets up, she'll look like Superman. Oh, that's great! <laughs> oh. <laughs> New favorite song, home. Superman at home. Watch me, you. Whoa. <laughs> Um, I remember when I learned, uh... Wait, what is vinegar strokes? What? When you're about to... Like, when you're... Right, when you're just so what, about to Where does that come from? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. like, if you smell vinegar, vinegar, you'd be like... Ugh. No, no, no. It's like you take it a teaspoon of vinegar, like... <laughs> <laughs> that comes from the league on FX. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I've never heard that. Yeah. Shout out to Taco. Uh, but I was the inventor of the pocket dog. 
Wait, Let is, that be known. Is the league about? Um, is the league about like a, a football uh, fantasy, fantasy football? football? Yeah. yeah, dude, I'm going on a chick with a or a date with a chick from that show. What? Yeah, we, we can talk about Offcast. Yeah, there's some hot chicks on that. Very show. Very excited. Never met her. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> The Superman thing reminded me of when I first... I didn't know when it was uh, that that little John <laughs> so song came loud. out. Yeah. They've got to be really on the cast. <laughs> some, some dude is boring a hole directly, like, through, through, through eight inches of concrete directly above our head. Um, That little John and the East Side Boys song, when that came out, I didn't know what Skeet was. And I remember oh, finding out that was the Yin Yang Twins. It was. It was Yin Yang Twins. got It was Yin Yang Twins and Little John, right? Yeah. Okay. I know where you learned it. Where? Uh, probably Dave Chappelle. No, when I was in Montana in that oh, lockdown right. facility. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but the one that just popped into my head, and I don't listen to this song a lot, but it always cracks me up, is that that Turning Japanese song is about masturbating. Hmm. Would not have guessed that. Yeah. But, again, with the vinegar strokes. Turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese, I really think so. Yeah. That one? Yeah, it's all about, like, I've got your picture and stuff. What? Yeah, like, that's like one of the, the main things. I got your picture. I got your picture. Da, 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 da. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's... <laughs> I'll quit your day job. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the first thing that popped into my head. Nice. Cobb? Dude, I, I mean that was a personal story. But that wasn't I got. his that's song. The only one I got. That was a song that his roommate didn't know what it was. You knew what that was about. I, I don't have another one. That was the you only guys one ever I listened to classic rock? Yeah. You know that song? I can't remember if it's the Eagles. Is it the Eagles? One of those groups. But it's uh, like uh, the House of the Rising Sun. Yes. Dude, I recognize that name, but I'd have to hear the song. So, uh, anyhow, that song. Like, I didn't know forever, and then somebody explained to me that song's about a whorehouse. And then when you listen to it, like, it's like, right, there is a house in New Orleans. It's been the ruin of many young men. Like, oh, nice. Yeah. And it's like, God damn, they're just spelling out this good dude going to a whorehouse in New Orleans. I bet, I bet Freddie Mercury was hiding all kinds of stuff in his songs. I can't think of a specific one, but. Well, I think for the yeah. shocking thing is I don't think most people realized he was gay at the time Queen was huge. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Rob Halford had some pretty suggestive lyrics in Judas Priest that kind of made a lot of sense when people found that out about him, too. Um, dude, that one group, uh, what's the group that did the final countdown? Europe. Europe. Okay, I saw a little like news tidbit or story. You guys might know more about this. Someone said that they finally like charted really high with that song for the first time ever because they're in a commercial right now that has the final countdown. Hmm. That seems like something that could be right. I wish I had more details. I figured you guys might, might know. Damn they it. are in a commercial right now. That's how it was pretty easy to be like Europe. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Interesting anyway. continent. Band doesn't do a ton for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, oh, Babylon, we never talked about this. We, we got to plan something. November, December. Yes. All right. Well, I mean, what? what's ideal? Not not date and time wise. Like, do you picture yourself sitting in a Japanese tea house sipping sipping tea? Do you picture yourself shooting listeners with a paintball gun? Do you you know? Are you more of like a let's let's go uh, doing go an roller activity, skating? We're doing a bar. Yeah. I mean, you know me. It's always going to be let's go hang out at a bar. Yeah. Do we go north <laughs> end, south end, city? 
We haven't really explored much to the north. I know. We, we got a lot of friends KSW up there. never does. Right. We should give... I think we should go north, man. Like Everett North? Or like Ooh, Lake Stevens? Jesus. If we go to Lake Stevens, I want Lance We can't there. just go to like Linwood. <laughs> Dude, I wasn't even thinking that far out. Here's how it's much like of a city boy I've become. I was like, uh, North North Seattle? <laughs> like, get me up there in the U District. <laughs> we could do Everett. We could. Yeah, man. I mean, Henry's Donuts, you know? what? Uh, what's a good bar in Everett? I always drive by JR's. That's right off the freeway. I've never been in there. Tony V's is cool. Um, I do know Tony. Uh, I don't know. I mean, last time I went up there, we just went, We, uh, Steve and I, uh, Migs, we just went to Tailgaters and hung out there. The only thing is if we're in Everett, that's really tough if anyone wants to come from the south. Yes. True. But we did do laser tag and south center and some of the north end people still came down. Yeah, but Everett's further for a south ender than that is for a north ender. All right, so we'll say if we mix, mess with like Shoreline or Linwood. All right. That's closer. Yeah. All right. You know what, Matt? Send out a tweet about it. Okay. We'll figure this out. All right. We'll get it, we'll get it done. Linwood? Should I, should I ask for Linwood spots to do it in, like, Linwood or Shoreline where we could throw a party? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's not a bad See what call. the people say. Sounds good. You guys think in November? Yeah, last year we did December. I know we did that in the city down at Spitfire. I think November might be the right call, dude. Yeah, I think you want to be, you know, when there's not that much stuff going on. Maybe, yeah. like, second or third week in November. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, look, ideally, we could just say, meet us anyway. Well, let me figure it out. I'll put in a couple calls, too. But I like the idea of going a little bit north. If we don't go as far as Everett, like Linwood, Shoreline, somewhere right there on the line would be cool. We go fancy, go to Edmonds. Ooh. Yeah, it is pretty it's fancy. It's a really hot bikini barista I follow on Instagram out there. <laughs> Dude, I love your life. I just, I, just <laughs> I know I just want to hang out and drink some beers. Yeah, all right. Well, there you go. Maybe Matt will invite the uh, baristas. Oh. <gasps> Should. Maybe you won't be selfish this time and you'll introduce us to some baristas before they move away like the Strepper did. Right. Thank you. She's I'll in the minor best. leagues. She's yeah, she's in the minor leagues. All right. I'm going to go out and uh, canvas the area and try and find some bikini baristas for our party. All right. I'd say make them slutty, but they're bikini baristas. I think this was a good episode, too, so I can tell them to listen, and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, these guys are great. The subtle jabs are that ridiculous. That was not a subtle right jab. Whatever, Matt. They're going to listen to the most recent episode. Do you mind if I finish this show? Ted, shut I'm us down. Shut show. it down, man. That's episode 109. For MCTP, for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>